on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. Coming at you from Champaign, Illinois, my name is Joel. With me tonight, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Hi, Joel. I'm doing good. Uh, I'm coming at you, as usual, from Brooklyn, New York. Um, And I guess... Uh, well, you want to do some shout-outs? Or yeah, let's do some right shout-outs. No, let's do a couple of shout-outs. Uh, again, this is Dump on the Ump, where baseball podcast. This is Season 6, Episode 2. This is the B Block, where we cover a one issue in depth. And you're going to like this one. But before we do, I want to give some shout-outs to everyone who's been listening to us this past week. Uh, we rang in the New Year last week. We talked about our book club. Seasons in Hell talked about how 2020 will be our year. So check out those episodes. You can check us out on Apple iTunes. Give us a rating, a review, and a subscription. Also check us out on SoundCloud.com slash Umpenhemp or Spotify. Thanks to all of our listeners. Um, some douchebag on Twitter was telling me that nobody listens to my stupid baseball podcast. And I was like, oh, contrario, sir. We have literally dozens of listeners. <laughs> literally dozens of listeners a week. So thanks to everyone. Salem, Oregon, Mountain View, California, Champaign, Illinois, Cincinnati, Ohio, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, Barcelona, Spain, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Indianapolis, Dublin, Ireland, Matsudo, Japan, Bend, Oregon, Budapest, Hanoi, Hanoi, uh, Illinois. How are you doing? Brookline, Massachusetts, and Bronx, New York. Uh, no one from Texas, though. So that's good. Yeah. As guess what we're talking about tonight? The first big headline of the 2020 baseball season. The Houston Astros cheating scandal. Sam, you want to give us a little lead into this? Yeah. And thank you for listening, those of you who are, were brave enough to click on the B-Block block link. I know that most people don't listen to the B-Block, but this is a doozy. Like, we're really excited about yeah. this topic. Yeah. This is like, I have been so excited about this that I only just remembered to start drinking right now on this podcast. <laughs> and that's like, that doesn't happen very often. You know what I mean? Like, usually I'm thinking about that, you know, right at the get-go. It's like a cheers, here we go situation. But I'm so pumped about this. Uh-huh. Like, and before, let me give you a lead-in into the lead-in, if okay. I may. Yes. Like, the past couple off-seasons have been so fucking boring. Right. And we've been, like, sitting on this podcast, like, talking about fucking basketball. And or Manny like, Machado. Football or Manny Machado. And it's just been, like... <laughs> the most boring shit in the year of the, in the world. And then 2020, 2019, 2020 off season hits. This is like reality. <laughs> this is like scripted reality. Television. Right. Like yeah. you could not make a more exciting, like situation this off season than has already happened. It's and so it's incredible. Straight up and, on alley too. This has right. all the elements of great dump on the up material. Right. 
and yeah. we're just scratching like we're just scratching the surface here, people. Exactly. <clears throat> and spring training starts in a month. I mean, <laughs> so things are looking. Things have been really bright. Also, I'm going to spring training for the Boston Red Sox. Right. Yes. <laughs> because he bought tickets when he was drunk. <laughs> Best decision I've made in a long time. Yeah. Okay, so let me uh, let me get you started. We're talking about the cheating scandal, specifically of the Houston Astros, uh, but we'll branch off a little bit. But um, <clears throat> so let me just get you going. Uh, in the biggest sports story of the new year, Major League Baseball handed down their findings on the cheating scandal that has embroiled the Houston Astros this entire offseason, as well as the punishment for the team. After a months-long investigation with hundreds of hours of interviews and I'm sure dozens of damaged trash cans. At least 68 uh, people were interviewed. Right. That's what I read. Right. I just, I didn't look that up. I just assumed yeah. it was hundreds of hours of interviews. Probably. Yeah. 68 people? Like, yeah. how long are the interviews? Two hours each? There you go. 120, 136. Four okay. hours each? Yeah. They make That's... them sit in a tiny concrete room with just one. Right. Glass. Well, let them sweat. They just like yeah. put the lights on them. Yeah. And like only give them salt water to drink. <laughs> Mad friend. <laughs> yeah. He's okay. Man tried like rolls his sleeves up, you know. <laughs> anyway, the uh, hundreds of hours of interviews. The league has found conclusively that the Astros used. Uh, illegal technology to cheat throughout the entirety of their World Series season. The scandal was player-driven and involved illegal monitors, cameras, and trash cans. The scam went like this. The players would be watching opposing catchers making signs on a video, video monitor, first in the video playback room, and then later in the season on a monitor installed in the hallway outside the Astros dugout. Then the players would relay the signs, the pitcher's signs, to the on the batter who was batting by banging a pattern on a trash can, or maybe like they what they bang at it if it was an off speed. Yeah, it was, it was two two bangs for uh, off speed pitch. Generally. Right. No bangs for a fastball. No bangs. No bangs. Zero or one bangs for a fastball. Uh-huh. What I saw, I, the videos I've watched is is a fastball is no bangs. You only get bangs for. Or the off-speed pitches. Right. And basically, banging on the trash can means a way off. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, first, the players tried yelling and or whistling, but found found out that the trash can bang is the best way of conveying information. Which is interesting. Uh, yeah. The league didn't punish any of the players implicated in the investigation. And that includes the new Mets manager, Carlos Beltran, who was playing for the team in 2017 and who was apparently the ringleader uh, or the mastermind of this entire cheating. Right. Um, instead, they came down on the Houston brass hard, hard, hard. The league suspended manager A.J. Hinch and general manager Jeff Lunau for an entire season despite the fact that neither of these guys were implicated in the investigation above being aware of it. Hinch actually 
apparently tried to destroy the monitor outside the dugout twice. I've got um, questions about that. Okay. I have so Me many too. questions Because how do you fucking just try to destroy a monitor and fail? <laughs> like, you were in a room full of wooden clubs, AJ Hinch, and this is like, what, it's probably a fucking iPad. Let me tell you how long it would take me to destroy an iPad with a fucking baseball bat, Joel. Less than a second. Less than half a second it would take me to destroy an iPad with a baseball bat, okay? Right. (sighs) Anyway, apparently two times he did it and failed. He apparently failed. However that is. Um, 2017 bench coach and now Red Sox manager Alex Cora was implicated as one of the orchestrators of the cheating scheme. He's the one who actually had the monitor installed outside of the dugout in the hallway. Uh, But the league is holding back on announcing his punishment until they finish conducting a separate investigation into cheating allegations against the 2018 Red Sox, who also won the World Series that year. Right. R.I.P. Alex Cora. Right. Um, Well, not R.I.P. He's going into hiding. He's going to go underground. Yeah, I think that probably the the punishment that Rob Manfred is going to come up with for Alex Cora is to just hit Puerto Rico with another hurricane. Right. Have you ever seen Silence of the Lambs? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You know the very, very end after Hannibal Lecter escapes from prison by eating a guy's face off? Right. You see him in what looks like Puerto Rico. Wearing like a really bad wig and a hat. Yeah. Yeah. That's what Alex Cora is going to have to do. He's going like, to go in disguise and he's going to have to, he's going to have to eat Manfred. Right. He's going to like put on JD Martinez's face and then like <laughs> go down to Miami and, and then take hop on a boat to Puerto Rico. Exactly. Cool. Um, and gross. <laughs> Cool and gross. <laughs> go no, I think that he's going to like go down to Puerto Rico and then just like coach the Puerto Rico national team. Right. And they're just going to win, like dominate all gonna, the national competition. Right. Yeah, exactly. And then, and he's going to become like the, the like evil guy of baseball. Right. Grow out his mustache real long. And yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. <sighs> Um, in addition to the suspensions, the league stripped the Astros of their first and second round draft picks in two, in 2020 and 2021 and fined them a record $5 million, which is a shitload of money. But in like the grand scheme right. of Major League Baseball, seems like a penny. You know, right. that's like a penny to the Houston Astros. Right. Like they probably could like turn their couch cushions out and five find $5 million, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyway, <clears throat> immediately following uh, the Major League Baseball's ruling, the owner of the uh, Houston Astros had a press conference, called a press conference and informed the media that he had fired the to the manager and the general manager. Um, so not only does A.J. Hinch and uh, John LeHue, what's his name? Lou Al? Lou Now. Lou Now. Jeff Lou Now. Uh-huh. God, does not, like, do not become a general manager if you want the limelight. Right. <clears throat> anyway, fired. Uh, suspended and then fired. Um, right. 
uh, which is, yeah. So anyway, the question, Joel, I guess just to get us started, uh, keeping it broad, is how does this ruling change the landscape of Major League Baseball in 2020? A lot, right? Like, suddenly, one of the powerhouses of the American League is in disarray. Right. And we've talked about this for a while on this podcast for the last, what, three or four seasons? Since right. 2016, let's say. The American uh-huh. has been dominated by a handful of super teams. Houston, Boston, New York. Uh-huh. Right? Maybe a step below them, Cleveland, maybe Minnesota, maybe Oakland. But really, those small market teams were not on the level of your big powerhouses. Now Did you got you one. LA? In the National League, the Dodgers. Oh. I'm just talking about the American League. Gotcha, yep. So you now have at least one of those powerhouses is going to be in disarray. Another one, the Red Sox, there's going to be a lot of questions about Boston going into 2020 also. Well, I mean, I, if Alex Gore is the manager for the Boston Red Sox in 2020, I would be shocked. Right. No, there's no way he can, he'll be managing the right. Red Sox in 2020. Well, the only thing, like, the allegations against the Red Sox in 2018, like, officially came out last week. So, is there going to be time for an investigation before the season starts? That would be the only thing. But I think that there must be, because I don't think that the league would lay off on on punishing Alex Cora if they didn't think they would be able to get him before the season started. True. However, on the other hand, and we should talk about this, I think it's very important that MLB is not actually punishing any of the players, even though in their own report, they say it was a player-led conspiracy. And that makes need to look into what it actually means by player-led. Now, what I've been reading is basically because literally every player was in on it, Manfred could not reasonably dish out punishments to them. Right. And that the the logic or the rationale behind punishing the manager and the general manager is that what this was was a systemic problem. And the guys who were, you know, the buck stops with the manager and the general manager. Of course. Which I I think that's smart. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, those guys, those are coveted jobs are not easy to come by true and so like it this is a clear message from the league to teams that's like keep your house in order or or you're gonna be fired you know what i mean right and so however i mean i don't know i'm kind of playing devil's advocate i don't know maybe it's not gonna change much maybe the astros will still just be a totally stacked team with a different manager. Right? They still got Verlander and Altuve and Springer and Correa. Uh, I don't know. They lost Garrett Cole, I guess. Maybe Hinch is their rallying cry, is what you're saying. Like, maybe they can come together around this. True. Maybe I'm not saying anything even that radical. Maybe I'm just saying they're still one of the most talented baseball squadrons right regardless of who the manager is right but you know i would say that about the red sox last year and they missed the playoffs without any sort of scandal 
Like, like right. it takes more than talent to like get make a winning baseball team. But and and without a doubt, there's going to be chaos. The system will be disrupted, and in theory, they won't be able to cheat anymore. Right. Well, no, but here's the thing, though, right? Because like cheating is not illegal in baseball. It's like right. specifically using technology to cheat. Right. You know. Like maybe Justin Verlander like sleeps with all of the mothers of like the Texas Rangers. You know what I mean? And then he's like on the mound, just like smiling and nodding at each one of them as they come up to the plate. You know what I mean? <laughs> and they won't be able to focus. You know, they'll swing at everything. You know, that's brilliant. What yeah. kind of extreme lengths will the Houston Astros now have to go to to get a competitive edge? That's totally legal, by the way. Oh, totally, yeah. Yeah. Fair game. Like, they're like coming up, and so Justin Verlander's like, "Yeah, fuck your mom." What do you think about that? <laughs> he probably does that anyway. Right, but like, if he was to say, send text message pictures to the players, there you go. That would be cheating. That would be illegal. Oh, you right. Because he couldn't use That's the means of technology. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. Well, I want to talk a little bit about more about the actual cheating that they did because I've got some, you know, okay. Alex Cora himself comes out really bad. Alex Cora and Carlos Beltran, because it sounds from what I've read that they were the guys who basically came up with the idea. Right. So that's why they are fucked. It will be interesting if Beltran gets punished as now the manager of the New York Mets. Although I don't think he would be. I don't think he could be punished as a manager. Uh-huh. But then I, I don't think you could question. punish him and not all of the other players. What ground does AJ Hinch have to stand on? Like, how can you be the manager and say, well, I disapprove of the cheating that our team is doing, but we're going to do it anyway? Right. Like, in, like, is it you're turning a blind eye to it, but he wasn't turning a blind eye to it because he tried to break two iPads and failed. Right. So what the hell was he was he trying to do? Uh, you know, I don't know. I think he was probably trying to, like, get plausible deniability. Um, <laughs> or something like, I don't think he has a leg to stand on. I, you know, I'll be interested to see if he, like, files an injunction or something. Uh-huh. But, like, he's already been fired by the team. Right. So even if he gets, like, he, if he gets his, if he files an injunction and, like, wins, let's say, then what, he's still got to look for a new job. Like, he doesn't have the support of his owner. Uh-huh. And so I think that, like, he probably just swallows it and has a new job by Thanksgiving next, this year. You know what I mean? Like. Actually. He can start looking for work the day after the World Series, and I imagine that, like, he probably will have a job shortly after that, you know? Right, and what team is going to go out and hire him? I mean, I'm sure lots will. Right. Uh, but that'll be, a, you know, if you're, what, Oakland or Kansas City? I don't know. Who's going to be like, yeah, we want that guy on our bench? Uh, I don't know, all of them, probably. Yeah. He's a World Series winning manager. What if the Red Sox fire Cola and then just hire AJ Hint? Hire AJ Hint? Yeah. I would not be surprised. (laughs) 
uh, that would be really interesting. But no, he could get a job as a pitching coach. You know, he probably wouldn't get a manager job, but yeah. head of scouting or maybe something a little more behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fox Sports will hire him, no problem. Yeah, and he, that would be a cushy fucking job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm looking at yahoosports.com. Five takeaways from MLB's momentous Astros sign stealing investigation. Um, yeah, this is where they interview 68 witnesses, 23 current and former Astro players. That's where I get the real, you know, when they make the made for TV movie of this or the Netflix movie, right? Who is the hard boiled detective for Major League Baseball who's like rounding up all the former and current players of the Houston Astros? To interrogate them. Right. Just Rob Manfred's brother, Bob Manfred. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking Bob Manfred. Hate that guy. <laughs> um, baseball allows sign stealing if it's done the old fashioned way, if a runner on second base can figure out the opposing team's signs. The Astros are doing something far more sophisticated and dependent on technology, which MLB has made players a no-no. The Astros used a camera in center field to send real-time footage of the other team's signs to a TV near their dugout, then worked to figure out the signs. Once they decoded them, they'd bang on a garbage can nearby to signal the hitters if a breaking ball was coming. So, like, I have more questions about that. So many questions. Okay. How long did it take them to develop the system? And how well, long? Good. I mean, it's got to be not too difficult to, like, break down a catcher's signs, especially if no one's on base. You know what I mean? Because, mm. like, if no one's on base, then no, they're not hiding their signs. Right. That makes a lot of sense. So then it's a pretty basic system. Right. And even if somebody's on base... Not on second base. Right. Well, but, or even if the even if the catcher is doing like a weird signal, it can't be too difficult to figure it out. Right. If you see every single sequence. Right. Because, and then you have people who can be like replaying them and watching them over the, and they'd be able to figure it out because it can't be too complicated because the pitchers have to not fuck it up. You know right. what I mean? Right. Yeah. If the catcher calls for a curveball and they get a fastball, it can really hurt them. You know what I mean? Like, if they're at, not, yeah. Or vice best, versa. At best, it's a passed ball. Right. Yeah. Um, as so, best, at best, it's a passed ball that nails the ump right in the fucking face. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or the nads. Yeah, right in the balls. Yes. <laughs> I always laugh at that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so then how long would it take Houston, though? Because they needed a camera in center field. They needed a line connecting that camera to their screens in their dugout. And they needed guys, uh, like, communicating with each other. Right. And, and they were all the players. The players were doing most of this. That's what it means by being player-run, correct? Right. Yeah. It's a pretty complicated system is all I'm saying. It's not that complicated. No. I mean, it's like, you know, you don't, it's not like they have to run cables. It's 2017. Like, 
right. it's all wireless, you know? <laughs> they, could go, they could go put a fucking GoPro in center field and watch it on their phones. You right. know what I mean? Like, it's not, we're not talking about, like, high, this, this isn't, like, Mission Impossible, you know what I mean? <laughs> And then it's not like they differentiated between curveball, slider, changeup. It's just like if it's off speed, they bang on the can. Right. And I guess that's my favorite part, though, is that you have all technology, and then the the finishing piece is banging on the trash can. Right. Yeah. Like the whole system doesn't work unless you have the trash can. Right. Right. It's all trash can centric. It, it has to be trash can centric. Yeah. Um, and then how did they get away with it for so long? I don't know. That's a question. Right. And the question is, is anybody else doing it? Right. That's the other question. Right. Is there another shoe to drop here? That's what I'm wondering. Probably. I would, I would expect so. I mean, that guy from the Seattle Mayor News... Logan Morrison went on Instagram and said that he accused Dodgers, Red Sox, Yankees, and Astros all of cheating. So I do think there's going to be another uh, shoe to drop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, who's going to listen to somebody from the Mariners, though, honestly? Like, right. like oh, everyone's cheating. That's why we're in last place every year, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, Okay, then I have another question. Okay. Um, okay, this is from, this is two paragraphs from Yahoo's Hannah Kaiser. She writes, Cool. Uh, Houston's culture is a problem. First step is admitting you have a problem. Uh, That's alcoholism. Exactly. She's accusing the entire Houston Astros organization of basically being an alcoholic. Right. In October, when Astros assistant GM Brandon Taubman harassed a group of female reporters in the midst of a clubhouse champagne celebration, the Astros initially refuted the story and lashed out at the reporters. When that tactic didn't work, Taubman was fired, even before an MLB investigation determined his culpability. And Lunau sat about insisting that Taubman's outburst was, quote, not a cultural issue. The league ruled on the Astros' systemic sign-stealing, laying out the sanctions levied against the team, including the suspensions for Lunau and Hinch. On top of the punishments, one of the more interesting details was an editorializing note toward the end of the report specifically criticizing the team's culture, which Manfred described as very problematic and one that valued and rewarded results over other considerations. That, I think, is very interesting. That Manfred is specifically calling out the Houston Astros, like, corporate culture. Right. But, like, don't you want to value and reward results? Like, the whole point is to win the World Series, which they did. Is this enough to prevent other organizations from attempting this? And a different question... Is this going to actually lead to change within the Houston Astros, or are they just going to try to hide their cheating better? Uh, well, I mean, <coughs> to say that 
the culture won't change with a brand new head coach and general manager. Like it will, you know, uh-huh. and you know, what kind of endorsement deals are the Houston Astros losing? Like what kind of sponsorships is the stadium losing on this? Like it could be a big deal. So I think that it's probably legit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a good point. They've got to be hooked financially somehow. Right. And I don't think that like, this, I, I mean, I don't know about you, but this punishment was already more than I was expecting. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Um, I've never heard of a manager and general manager getting suspended for a season. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, so, you know, like, if they had fined them $5 million and stripped them of their first two rounds of draft picks for the next two years, that's what would have been in the ballpark of what I was expecting. Right. So I think that, you know, how much, like, what else are they going to do to, like, impact the direction of the decision that they want to happen? Like, they can't do much more. You know what I mean? Right. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, and that would lead to the Astros actually having to do some kind of rebuilding on an organizational level. Right. I think the draft picks kind of hurts, too. Probably more than the $5 million. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, draft picks in baseball are less. Right. Less important than any other sport. But, you know, Mookie Betts was fifth round draft pick. So so that's like, that's less of a thing. But um it's not like football or basketball where that could like ruin a team for 10 years. Right. But the point is, is that, you know, the Astros, what I think is that this makes the Astros, and we've been talking about this for a few weeks, that the other teams in the AL West are like smelling blood in the water. Yeah. But what I think is that now it's like frenzy. Like the, yeah. there's, a, there's a feeding frenzy happening in the front offices of Anaheim and uh, Texas. Texas. Yeah, and well, everyone in Seattle. Right, everyone but Seattle. Yeah, <laughs> they're just like playing Fruit Ninja and ignoring their phone, like their actual phones ringing. You know, <laughs> <laughs> or they're like, you know. They're doing some, like, sex tourism in Singapore right now. You know what I mean? Like, they don't know what the fuck's going on. Do you want to to make a trade? Hold on. Almost got my eyes going. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh! oh. What? (laughs) Um, Yeah. I think you're right about that. So, I just feel like that, you know, that changes the trade market for... Players like Arenado, um, and yeah, I don't know what the deal is. I'm not sure that Mookie Betts is getting traded this year, as I said last in the last segment. But you know, could could the top spot in the AL West be open? Like, absolutely. Yeah. You know, Texas Texas is a couple of pitchers away from contending for the top spot in the AL West. Right. Like, Anaheim is probably a little further away, but... But they got Rendon. That's going to help. Right. Mm-hmm. But they need, like, all of the pitching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, their best, 
pitcher is Shohei Otani, and he's their designated hitter. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> they, have, they, have, they got problems. <laughs> I keep wondering how teams would have cheated, like, in the 1920s. Like, if, like, the Detroit Tigers had a lady with the old-time photograph booth out in center field. Right. Like with right, the they just thought that the Polaroid camera would be the end of baseball. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. The Xerox machine. Right. Oh, my God. No, it was probably, like, more, like, put morphine into the opposing team's water cooler, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, sprayed their spikes with, like, Fungal bacteria that give you nasty infections. Right, exactly. Steph, Stephocacus or whatever. Just like give everyone chlamydia. <laughs> yeah, that's what Verlander is going to try to do this season. Right, that's what Verlander is <laughs> going to try to do. Who was it? Was Galante West, right? Huh. Had sex with LeBron James' mom? Uh, it was Delante. Delante West? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a good strategy. Just, they were on the same team too, right? But he like then when he they switched teams, he right. started talking a lot of shit about it. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's just like that's really what Justin Verlander was gonna do. He's not gonna have sex with their wives. He's gonna go around having sex with their moms. Right. That's what I said. Oh, I thought you said wives because no, he's moms. like thirty nine and they're all twenty one. So right, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Okay. That was the whole point. That was like the entire joke. That makes me more sense. Sorry, that one went way over my head. (laughs) All right. So, um, yeah. Also, how come we play against Puerto Rico when Puerto Rico is a territory of the United States? Right. I don't know. That's. That's they're, like, not really a territory. I guess they're a territory, yeah. I think that's what they are. They're not a state. Right. But we compete against them. Right. In... Uh, they're more of, like, an indentured servant. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, think that's what, I think that's what being a territory is. I think so, too. Yeah. It's like Puerto Rico owes us so much fucking money that even if they <laughs> wanted to be a country, they could not. You know what I mean? That's so bad. That's so terrible. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, sure, you could be a country, but, you know, then you have to pay us back. It's like, you know, us and China. Yeah, totally. So Alex Cole is going to steal all the rings, flee in the middle of the night to Puerto Rico, and become, like, the villainous manager of the Puerto Rican baseball team. Right. Right. The That's- Puerto Rico Hurricanes, they'll be called. Yeah. And A.J. Hinch will just be, like, his evil sidekick. You know, I think A.J. Hinch is going to, like, retire and in San Diego. And he's yeah. just going to, like, become the hitting coach for the San Diego Padres. Right. He's going to grow out his beard. And he's going to braid hemp necklaces with Eric Hosmer. Yeah. And just like, real high on the beach. Yeah, he's going to surf and smoke weed, you know? Yeah. Other theory, what if A.J. Hinch just has, like, tiny little noodle arts, and he, like, picked up a baseball bat, was like, I'm so mad, and tried to, like, smash that TV, and it just 
bounced back at him. Right. Like Mr. Bones. Right. Or he's like, maybe he's blind in one eye and has no depth perception. <laughs> he like went into the hallway and like took a swing <laughs> at the at the monitor and just missed and smashed his head into the wall and like passed out. Oh, <laughs> like. Jose Altuve and Carlos Correa just walk away, just like <laughs> you him pass yeah, yeah. Out on the dugout floor. Just like slowly back away. <laughs> yeah, I'm still like uh, miffed about how the manager knew about the scheme, said he didn't like it, tried to bust it up, but then they kept doing it the entire season. Right. That's the thing. Well, you know, I think that there's certain, you know, pick your battles, I guess. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it really makes me kind of question AJ Hitch's leadership qualities. Right. Yeah. Or Alex Cora's. Yeah, definitely Alex Cora's. Except Alex like, Cora's. I mean, look at the look at the 2018 Red Sox v 2019 Red Sox. Right. Once they stopped cheating, they stopped. So, Honestly, offense wasn't our problem. Right. So. Pitching. 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 Yeah. Um, but, like, Alex Coyle was more like, I'm your buddy. I'm down with it. Right. Like, then it's just, hey, we're all cool. We're not going to snitch on each other. Let's do it. Well, he's, like, been, you know, he's, like, the same age as Carlos Beltran. You exactly. know what I mean? Like, he was recently a player. Yeah. I, mean, I think he was a player in 2015 or something, you know? Right. So. He's um, a generation. Right. You know, he's on Snapchat. Exactly. Probably. I'm sure he is. I'm sure he had everybody on Snapchat. All Justin Verlanders. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Paramours? Right. Yeah. Elderly paramours. Elderly paramours. <laughs> yeah. Next year, Alex Cora is going to be selling nudes on Snapchat. That's going to be like his. <laughs> that's going to be how he makes his money. <laughs> then he'll come to the Puerto Rican baseball team. Yeah, but you know, uh, I don't know, man. Like, what? What do you do? I, you're a millionaire. You take a year I, off. Like, work for Fox. Work for Fox. Pete Rose works for Fox. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Andre <laughs> Brzezinski works for Fox. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's not like this is going to be a barrier to them getting a job in sports media. Right. That's true. Right. Sad to say. Or yeah. Not. It's funny that it happened in Houston, too. That owner must not be native Houston. What do you mean? Well, I just feel like Houston, Houstonians would be way into that shit, you know? Cheating? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe not. I don't know. Sure. Why sure. not? People they might be morally weird and superior. Yeah, let's, let's Super make... Christian. Let's make that stereotype. People in Houston are really into cheating. Enron. Enron is from Houston. Yeah, Enron's from Houston. There you go. They used to have the rights to the Houston Astros Stadium. Surprise, surprise. There we go. Enron Field. Yep. It all makes sense now. All uh, coming together. 
I think we are definitely going to have to come back to this. Like, this is going to well, be... Hey, this is going to be an unfolding story. Yeah. yeah. This is it. We're going to be on top of it. So don't you worry, ladies and gentlemen. The impacts of the great 2020 Houston Astros cheating scandal have yet to be fully felt. This LSU-Clemson game, by the way, is fucking boring. It looks really boring. I'm following it on the computer. 10-7, second quarter. Uh, at least the players are not getting paid. Right. <laughs> they shouldn't be for this damn game. <laughs> uh, uh, anything else we need to tell the people about this topic? Let's see. Um, yeah. I think the major questions looming is what and when are the punishments for the Red Sox and Alex Cora coming down? Right. Um, how is this going to affect Mets going to Met? Probably right. not at all. They're going to Met. They're going to Met. Yeah. But everyone else zigs, they zag. You know what I mean? <laughs> Into a brick wall. They're all about zagging. And it's like, dude, everyone was zigging for a reason. <laughs> uh, can we put that on a shirt? Everyone is getting the reason. Right. And then the Mets just like a hard turn into a brick wall. Mr. Met like cracked open. Uh, what if he is? I guess he's a baseball. Right. Somebody's got to have that cartoon of Mr. Met like getting hit by a subway and all the cork and head inside of his brains. Yeah. Come- I wonder if there's like a juiced ball joke to be made there. Yeah, like he's on steroids, but right, yeah. just like next year, Mr. Mets just like super muscular, like all the veins are popping out, <laughs> like all of his like stitching is actually like bulbous veins. <laughs> You're like, no, the balls are juiced, obviously. Oh, <laughs> well, his head is just even larger on his body. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> All right, I'll make I'll make a pitch. I'll call okay. up the Mets. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> do it. Write a letter. Uh, write a letter. Okay, I think we're getting into C block territory, so we better uh, cut call it. it out. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we will uh, keep you, ladies and gentlemen, updated. So thanks so much for listening. Again, if you're listening on Apple iTunes, give us a rating, a review, and a subscription. Uh, get in touch with us via Twitter, Facebook, email. What do you think? What's going to happen next? Where should our, our brave uh, uh, journalistic, investigative journalism take us to next? We're going to get to the bottom of this shit. Yeah. True detective style. It goes all the way to the top, Sam. Yeah. Manfred is a reptilian. Whoa. Yeah. Also, I really like that his name is Manfred because right. it sounds like like if you put He-Man into Google Translate and translated it into Chinese and then took that translation and translated it back into English, like on Google Translate, it would come back as Manfred, you know? <laughs> right. And he's a reptilian, so that's the name he picked for himself. Right, yeah, exactly. Like, what's a good human name? Rob. Love man. Love man, Fred. Right. Oh, yeah. 
I'm excited. This is Dub on the Yump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. Sam, my name is Joel. Have a good evening and a pleasant tomorrow. Stuck in Houston. Stuck in Houston.